Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Behari Gopi Jana Vallabha Gere Yes, so Jamuna Tira Banachari Banachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Behari Madhava Kunja Jaya Radha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Jana Vallabha Kere Bharadhari Kere Bharadhari Gopedana Vallabha Kere Bharadhari Kere Bharadhari Ashodanandana Rajajanarangana Yasodanandana Prajajanarangana Jamuna Tehra Vanna Chari Vanna Chari Jamuna Tehra Vanna Chari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Maharaj, Shri Prabhupada Ki. Jayam Vishnupada Paramahamsa Parivaja Kacharya Ashto, Tarasari Shri Srimad, Shri Bhaktivedanta Sarasvari Thakur Prabhupada Ki. Anandakoti Vaisnava Bindi Ki, Namacharya Silharidas Thakur Ki, 
प्रेम से कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद से अद्वैत गृहधर शिव श्री गौर भक्त बिंद की जय श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण को गोपीनाथ श्याम कुंद राधा कुंद गिरी गोवदान की श्री वृंदावन दाम की श्री मायपुर नवचैताम की श्री पुरुष पुरुषथाम चित्र की श्री गंगा माई की जय श्री जुमुन माई की जय भक्ति देवी की जय तुलसी देवी महारानी की जय हरिनाम संकीर्तान की जय नेताय गौर प्रेमानंदी Oh glories to the assembled devotees oh glories to the assembled devotees oh glories to the assembled devotees oh glories to Sri Sri Guru and Gorango glories to Shri Prabhupad Namaskaray Krishna Stabilish Madhavi Jambalaya Namaskaray Namaskaray Krishna Stabilish Madhavi Vidanta Swami Namaskaray Namaste Sasvarati Vai Gurubani Pacharane Nivasesha Sanyavari Pascha Tane Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate Vasudevaya Vasudevaya Om namo bhagavate Vasudevaya Vasudevaya We're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 7 the science of god chapter 3 hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal text number 12 iti sushruma nirbandam tapa paramam astitaha विधत्स्वान युक्तम् स्वयं त्रिभुवनेश्वरास्वयं Svayam Tribhuvaneshvara Iti Shushrumanirbandam Tapa Paramam Ashtitaha Vidhatsvanantaram Yuktam Svayam Tribhuvaneshvara Iti shushrumanirbandam Tapa paramamastita Vidatsvanantaram yuktam Svayam tribhuvaneshvara Iti shushrumanirbandam 
Tapa-paramamastitaha-vidatsvam-nantaram-yuktam-svayam-tri-bhuvaneshvara iti-susruma-nibandam tapa-paramamastitaha Vidatsvanantaram yuktam Svayam tri bhuvaneshvara Iti bandam Tapa paramamastitaha Vidatsvanantaram yuktam Svayam tri bhuvaneshvara Iti Shushrumanirbandham Tapa Paramamashtitaha Vidhatsvanantaram Yuktam Svayam Tri Bhuvaneshvara Iti In this way, Shushruma, we have heard Nirbandham, strong determination. Tapaha, austerity. Paramam, very severe. Astitaha, is situated in. Vidhatsva, please take steps. Anantaram, as soon as possible. Yuktam, Befitting Svayam yourself, Tri Bhuvana Ishwara. O Master of the Three Worlds, O Lord, we have heard from reliable sources that in order to obtain your post, Hiranyakashipu is now engaged in severe austerity. You are the Master of the Three Worlds, please. Without delay, take whatever steps you deem appropriate. Purport, in the material world, a servant is provided for by the master, but is always planning how to capture the master's post. There have been many instances of this in history, especially in India during the Mohammedan rule. Many servants, by plans and devices, took over the posts of their masters. It is learned from Chaitanya literature that one big zamandar, Subhuti Roy, kept a Mohammedan boy as a servant. Of course, he treated the boy as his own child. And sometimes when the boy would steal something, the master would chastise him by striking him with a cane. There was a mark on the boy's back from this chastisement. Later, after that boy had by crooked means become Hussein Shah, Nawab of Bengal. Oh, sorry, hang on. Later, oh, later after that, oh, okay, what do you Later, after that boy had by crooked means become Hussein Shah, Nawab of Bengal, 
One day his wife saw the mark on his back and inquired about it. The Nawab replied that in his childhood he had been a servant of Subhuti Roy, who had punished him because of some mischievous activities. Upon hearing this, the Nawab's wife immediately became agitated and requested her husband to kill Subhuti Roy. Nawab Hussain Shah, of course, was very grateful to Subhuti Roy and therefore refused to kill him. But when his wife requested him to turn Subhuti Roy into a Mohammedan, the Nawab agreed. Taking some water from his water pot, he sprinkled it upon Subhuti Roy and declared that Subhuti Roy had now become a Mohammedan. The point is that this Nawab had been an ordinary menial servant of Subhuti Roy, but was somehow or other able to occupy the supreme post of Nawab of Bengal. This is the material world. Everyone is trying to become master through various devices, although everyone is servant of the senses, of his senses. Following this system, a living entity, although servant of his senses, tries to become master of the whole universe. Hiranyakashipu was a typical example of this, and Brahma was informed by the demigods of his intentions. Mm. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gnanjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jena Tasmaye Sri Guruve Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamahyam Vedati Svapadantikam Mukam karoti vachalam, pangum langhayate garim, yat kripa tamaham bande, sri gurum dinatavinam. Prabhupada says here, this is the material world. Everyone is trying to become master through various devices, although everyone is servant of his senses. Following this system, <laughs> Prabhupada describes this as a system, <laughs> A living entity, although servant of his senses, tries to become master of the whole universe. <clears throat> so, Prabhupada gives us a very interesting example of uh, this, although, although it is, it, it, there's a slight twist in this story because um, the Nawab Hussein Shah 
respected Subudi Roy, actually. Uh, he didn't take Subudi Roy's position, and Subudi Roy was a great devotee of Lord Chaitanya, an associate of Lord Chaitanya. And, and um, of course, after Subudi Roy had been converted into a Muslim, he was in a great deal of distress. <laughs> so he, he, he went to various advisors to find out what he should do to be relieved of the curse of becoming a Mohammedan. <laughs> and um, somebody, somebody told him you have to drink a litre of boiling lead. Another one said you have to drink a litre of boiling ghee. Well, that would have cured him of everything. <laughs> it would have killed him. <laughs> so he wasn't very happy about that. So he went to Lord Chaitanya, and Lord Chaitanya just told him to chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> chant Hare Krishna, that will get rid of... Which is very interesting, uh, interesting because there was, there was strong social norms of the day, very strong social construct, where, for example, Lord Chaitanya wouldn't eat in the, anywhere other than in a house of a brahmana, for example. Right? So there were, there were prescriptions, social, and, and, and even, uh, you know, we, 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 somebody, we see with somebody like um, Haridas Thakur, he was beaten by the Muslim rulers or the, the, the the, the Muslim leadership who were running the country effectively in, in West Bengal. And um, he was mercilessly beaten for being a Hindu. Right. So, you know, so there was, there was obvious <laughs> fair about attention between the Hindus and the Muslims, at least the social norms. Because we know that Haridas Thakur was respected uh, as a great devotee. And, and, and Lord Chaitanya would daily visit Haridas Thakur. Uh, uh, yet, still followed some of the expected norms of he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't eat with Haridas Thakur but he would bring Mahaprasadam from Jagannath's temple and give it to Haridas Thakur right? so how much respect did Lord, you know Lord Chaitanya is the supreme personality of Godhead and he would bring his own prashadam, right, from Jagannath, the Jagannath Mandir, to 
Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur was not allowed into the Jagannath Puri temple because he was a Mohammedan. Even to, even to this day, the, the, the rules about entering the Jagannath Mandir are quite strict. And Prabhupada followed, you know, Prabhupada acknowledged and accepted those norms, those rules in India. So, um, but it wasn't Subhuti Roy's position that he took actually. It was the, he, by various arrangements, was servant of the previous Nawab, engaged in the previous Nawab's administration, right? And uh, I, I've never read all of the details, but, but anyway, by devious means, he killed the previous Nawab and then took his position. There was an uprising in, in the previous Nawab uh, administration. And so by fairly violent means, uh, Hussain Shah took over the rule. And so that's what Prabhupada's pointing out here. This is the system, the material system. The servant wants to take over the position of the master. Right? But in contrast, it's very interesting, in contrast, he didn't want to kill Subhuti Roy. He had respect for him because he was a devotee and also because Subhuti Roy looked after him. Even though Subhuti Roy chastised him and hit him if he misbehaves, and it must have been a fairly, it must have been a fairly uh, severe punishment because he had a mark on his back. <laughs> uh, The Nawab had a mark on his back, so how hard must have Subhuti Roy hit him? What do you think? Light touch? <laughs> and he became then the, the ruler of, the Nawab was then the, the ruler. Uh, and, and that's the Nawab that Rupa and Sanatan were servants of, no? Rupa and Sanatan were the, the uh, effectively the, you know, the, the CEO and the treasurer, the, the, the premier and the treasurer of the state of the Nawab's rule. So you, it's very interesting if you look at that, just see how much of a respect he must have had for the Vaishnavas, right? In, it's a very, very complex uh, cultural setting. And I've heard it said that, I've not seen it written anywhere, but I've heard it said that one of the um, reasons why Rupa and Sanatan 
were in such prominent positions and why they maintained that service was to protect the Vaishnavas, right? Because they themselves were from Brahminical Brahmin families. Uh, although they felt themselves very fallen, one of the, one of the characteristics of, of um, Rupa and Sanatan and even of Lord Chaitanya, uh, uh, their humility. Huh? Even though Lord Chaitanya was the supreme person, is the supreme personality of Godhead, right? still his humility was embarrassing. Right? Well, not embarrassing, it was inspiring. It, it, his humility inspired humility in others. <laughs> Same with Rupa and Sanatan. So um, it is interesting in this, in this story that even though the Nawab was uh, sufficiently expert in political science to you know, kill his, <laughs> kill his superior and take over his position. Still, he respected the devotees. He must have had a, re you know, because Subhuti Roy hit him hard as a, and he was a child. You know, we see, we, we see uh, even today, uh, children who've been punished by their uh, teachers, um, you know, want, uh, they want reparation. You know, they want. Oh, you, you, you dealt, you dealt me, you dealt with me badly. You owe me money. Huh? Didn't it? <clears throat> I remember my matriculation form teacher. Everybody has to have, will have a story about a teacher who, who didn't treat them very nicely. Any, anybody here got a story about a teacher who didn't treat them nicely? Raise your hands if you have. Hey, No, you only had good teachers? You must have gone to good schools. <laughs> <laughs> but conversely also, by the way, I have stories of teachers who were an inspiration, right? So here Subhuti Roy was an inspiration, you'd have to say, for the Nawab. When it came to the nitty gritty of being the ruler of that country or that area, the Nawab knew how to, you know, he knew the art of political science and if it meant killing your enemy, that's what he did. Right? That's what happened. Yet with Subhuti Roy, he, he, he couldn't, couldn't because he respected him, right? Respected his teacher, res respected his, well, 
Well, effectively, he was his teacher. The boy was a servant in Subudi Roy's household. And, of course, Subudi Roy was wealthy zamandar, right? So he could have servants. And it isn't it interesting, a Muslim servant, huh? Right? So must have been a very it's complicated. The social norms would have been complicated, I would imagine. Huh? So the Nawab illustrates this point that Prabhupada's making here. Right? Somehow or other, he was able to occupy the supreme post of Nawab of Bengal. So he became the ruler. He was, the, he was servant to Subudi Roy, but he respected him. He was servant to the previous Nawab, but he killed him. <laughs> he killed him. And so this is the example that Prabhupada is giving here. This is the system. Uh, this is the system. Everybody's respectful to the boss, but they're just waiting for the boss to retire so they can take his position. Or if he doesn't retire, they'll roll him. <laughs> right? <clears throat> Whereas we discussed the other day, the devotees are different. Because we can see here how Subudi Roy's dealing, how the Nawab's dealing with Subudi Roy, very different. Contrast, uh, big contrast. Because of the influence of the uh, devotee, he honoured and respected the, the um, culture, right? the Vaishnav culture where even if one's master is harsh, harshly deals with the servant, still the servant respects the master, isn't that? That's quite... No? He hit him so hard that he had a mark on it. He must have drawn blood at least, right? But you know how they used to punish people? Have you heard of the Changa? The Changa, isn't it? The Changa, isn't it called the Changa? In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's another devotee. His name was, um, oh, what was his name? It might have been Subhuti Roy's brother. Was it? Uh, can't remember. It was. I think it might have been in Puri, but it might not have been it. Anyway, he owed money. I think to the Nawab. <laughs> he uh, haven't got all of the details, but certainly he was. He was to be. Um, thrown on the Changa. I think it was called the Changa, and it's bamboo stakes that are put in a pit, right? And then they throw the 
for punishment, you get thrown into the pit, and the pit's basically sharpened bamboo stakes. Huh? So, you know, um, the, uh, and, and what happens if you're thrown into the pit of bamboo stakes? What's likely to happen? What do you reckon? What do you reckon the outcome of that would be? Death. That's right. So the devotees came to Lord Chaitanya and they said, um, I forgot the name of the devotee. So and so is going to be thrown on the chunga, and of course that means. And Lord Chaitanya said, Well, look, he owes money. He's been punished by, you know, the ruling has been made. What can I do? Because they're all pleading to Lord Chaitanya, do, you know, do something, you know, to save. Patanayaka, isn't it? Patanayaka comes from, anyway, I can't remember his name. So, anyway, my, my point is that punishment in those days was fairly severe, right? Uh, and this is the norm, right? If, if you were misbehaving, it's, uh, then what could you expect? A, a hefty whack with a stick. And that's acceptable. This is, a, this is the culture of the day. You know, if we, if we uh, hit our children, that's illegal in this country, right? Mm. That's the law. <clears throat> Wasn't illegal when I went to school. We used to get hit by the cane if we didn't behave. Often you'd be called out if you're mucking around too much. The teacher would call you out in front of the classroom. Okay, bend over and they'd whack you with a blackboard ruler. You know, and, and for the students, it was like a badge of honour to be hit by the blackboard ruler. <laughs> and then you make it, ah, that didn't hurt. Sit down and then, oh, wow, ouch. <laughs> but in that culture, you, you didn't, like, I, you didn't think twice about it. Right? Didn't think twice about it. Of course, if a teacher was hitting you so hard that he was drawing blood, that'd be probably that would maybe going a step too, a few, a step or two too far. So even though sometimes a, a ma the master or, or or even the spiritual master may be may chastise or punish. The, because of the affection and respect for the teacher, the student would accept the punishment as this is what I deserve. You know, I, the teacher didn't use the blackboard ruler for no reason. Right? We, we knew we were getting the blackboard ruler. In fact, you know, we probably played up just to get hit by the blackboard ruler. Right? So, 
this, this political expediency. Pretty much requires almost, you know, nothing is, there's up to the, you know, death. And this is, this is what Hiranyakashipu, this is the demigods are coming to Lord Brahma and they're saying, watch out. We've heard that Hiranyakashipu is going to take your position. Right? That's what's going on. Prabhupada said, this is the system. This is the system of the material world. The system of the spiritual world is, is that one respects one's master. Even if the master is firm and, and, and um, strict in their dealings, the servant accepts that. But in a material um, estimation of things, the, um, the servant is plotting to take over the master's position right? and will bring him down at any cost, right? even to the point of killing him. Very interesting. This is the material system. Oh, no, Papa says, this is the material world. Everyone is trying to become master through various devices, although everyone is a servant of his senses. Oh. Go thus. Whereas a devotee is a Goswami. By engaging in devotional service, one is able to positively engage the senses. So that in that environment, one becomes the master of the senses. Um. Mm. Yep. Even though one is a servant of the senses, he tries to become master of the whole universe. And this is Hiranyakashipu. He's now going to perform extreme austerities to basically take over Lord Brahma's position. Uh, that's his purpose. He wants to be, what is it? In the previous verse, we were talking about uh, what's the Sanskrit? What was the Sanskrit? I think it was three. Verse three, wasn't it? Two, three. 
Ekaraja. Yeah, Ekarajam. He wanted to become the king, the only king. So he's planning to take over Lord Ramar's position by any means. Okay, does anybody have any comments or questions on any of these points? We'll get you a microphone. No? No mic? Who's got the mic? There it is. Hare Krishna Prabhupada, thank you for the nice class. Um, you were talking about austerities, so I'd like to ask... Talking about what? Austerities. Austerity, so, yeah. So... Not um, a lot, but yeah. We, uh, so, like, performing austerities, like rising early, um, fasting for the Lord and festivals, mm -hmm. will that help us achieve Krishna Prema, or will that just purify us from our sins? Both. Yeah. Um, you know, ordinarily rising early might not bring much spiritual benefit. But the reason why we rise early is to go to the temple and see the 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 first arti, right, Mongol arti, that's the purpose. So rising early in and of itself is, is there are plenty of people who rise early but they go off and do material activities, <laughs> right? Um, and you know, what, what's this, that saying? The early bird catches the worm. Because that's not what we do, but um, you know there are advantages. There are material benefits from rising early, also. But the purpose for rising early for us is to go to, you know, go to the temple, and see the Mongol Arctic. So that's considered very auspicious. That's why it's called Mongol Arctic, uh, auspicious Arti. And and of course, what that does then is, so it it. it it, um, it impresses, uh, the impression, the samskara is that we're thinking of Krishna right from the beginning of the day, right at an auspicious hour. So that meditation carries with us all day, pretty much, right? What was the other one? A codicy. Fasting on a codicy. Do you fast on a codicy? Mm, no prasadam. <laughs> what was that? Your mum does, but that's not you. You completely fast on a codicy? Yeah. 
No, you, you, you shouldn't. Most of us probably shouldn't. It's not an easy thing to do. But it is very interesting. Um, Lord Chaitanya, the reason why we follow a codicy is because it was an instruction of Lord Chaitanya to follow a codicy. Um, and it's, it's um, an opportunity to remember Krishna. On the, on the days when we fast, we deepen our meditation on the form of the Lord. Because every time you feel hungry, you think, oh, Krishna. <laughs> right? That's the benefit. That's the benefit. You take a brata, take a vow, and then you, whenever the impulse or the urge comes to eat, which it does, but although, you know, it's not, it's no big deal really, then you remember the purpose of why you're not eating. So that supports this, you know, Krishna says the qualities of a devotee, satatam kirtayantomam, they're always chanting my glories, they're always thinking, they're always thinking of me. Matschita, matschita, matkata prana, they're always thinking of Krishna, they're engaged in Krishna's service. Bodayantam parasparam katayantas cha mamnicham tusyanti cha ramanti cha. So the devotees get a taste and, and a, a um, pleasure out of always remembering Krishna. So these, these activities of penance are designed so that to facilitate the meditation on Krishna, that's what it's for. It's not just for being austere, right? For material benefit. That's Haranyakashipu is performing austerity just for material benefit. You know, his austerity was so powerful that you know, he made the universe so hot. The demigods had to go to Lord Brahma and say, you've got to do something about this fellow because he's just making life uncomfortable for everybody. Right? So this is the, and, and this is the nature of demons. You know, they will, the asuras, they generally make life tough for everybody. And even for themselves but they get pleasure out of it. Well, yeah, so it's to remember Krishna, basically. That's why we do it. Is that all right? Hare Krishna, thank you for the class. Um, in the purport, Prabhupada mentions that, you know, uh, we, everyone wants to be the master of someone and um, we can see that that's also true within the devotee 
uh, devotional service as well. Um, I'm speaking in my own case as well. Especially like sometimes we do service and we kind of have that um, inclination that we actually want to be the controller of that service and not be as submissive or surrendered to the devotees who's been doing the service longer than you or who's in a superior or senior uh, you know, platform. So how can we <coughs> develop that humility and surrender to the service and also to the devotees who's actually been doing it for longer than you? So you're saying that um, sometimes even in, a, in performing our service, we want to be the king or the master? Yeah. <clears throat> and how do we avoid that mentality? Hmm. Well, it's practice. Right? Because the... Um, Yeah, that's a good question. If we're good at doing something, then there's a tendency to become proud of our own prowess. Right? Interesting, proud and prowess have similar root. Right? <clears throat> uh, Speaking of which, there's a really good article I was reading last night on Dunderbutts. Is it dunderbutt.com? Right. And um, this is a, quite a divergence from the topic that you brought up, but just reminded me. Um, the connection between Sanskrit Latin and Greek, and therefore English, right? And, um, you know, in Sanskrit we have the prefix pra, pra, prasanta, uh, and others. And pra means going forward, moving forward, right? And um, in English we have the word, we, we have the, pref the prefix pro. Process, proceed, provide, pro, it's, it's the suffix pro in English comes from the suffix pra in Sanskrit. Very interesting. Anyway, check out this article on, Dun on dundabut.com. It's very interesting because he, they go through a whole, like Jupiter. Jupiter comes from dew, which is light. Duty, dew, dew means light uh, in Sanskrit, right? And Jupiter is the Jew and Peter, the father. <laughs> Very interesting how they connect the English to the Sanskrit. Check it out. Very interesting article. Um, 
illustrating how Sanskrit is the mother of all languages, or at least, yeah, many, many of the languages that, European languages especially. Yeah, so uh, pride, right? We can do something in an accomplished way, we tend to become proud, right? So, um, a devotee understands that any prowess that they may have ultimately comes from Krishna. Right? And um, we shouldn't become proud of whatever uh, skill or um, competency that we have because ultimately it's not ours in any case, right? So there needs to be some understanding of one's identity separate from the body, right? And we, even we say, you know, my hand, my foot, my leg, my... You know, so we identify as something separate from the body, right? But when we're good at doing something, we tend to think, oh, yeah, I'm really good, right? Now, it doesn't hurt to be aware of what you're good at, Right? But we should understand that ultimately that comes from Krishna. That ability, well, Krishna says, I am the ability in man, right? So a very Krishna conscious person understands any skills or talents that I might have are a gift of God, effectively, right? And so maintain, and, and also, you know, you can have it one moment and then go on the next, right? And that can happen at any time. You can, be, you can think you know everything, but then all of a sudden you've got to give some information and then it's like, ooh, ooh gone. Just gone like that, right? Krishna said, what did Krishna say in the 15th verse of the 15th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita? Mata smiti agyanam apoanam cha. From me comes knowledge, remembrance and forgetfulness. <laughs> so sometimes you've got to remember something and you just you forget it. <laughs> you have to wait. Huh? So there are many occasions where we understand we're not, you know, we're not the we're not the doer. What is it? Kartaham mitimanyate. Vimudhatma. The, the very foolish person, the mudha, but not just the mudha, vimudha, which means big mudha, right? The very foolish person thinks he's the doer, right? So we try to cultivate the understanding that we're not the doer, right? Not so easy, especially if you're good at something. 
Right? Then we think, yeah, I'm the doer. Ooh, look at me. And, and, and in one sense, yes, because, you know, if somebody is a good mridanga player, then we encourage them to come and play in the kirtan, right? So, a devotee understands, I have these facilities, I have this talent, but ultimately it's coming from Krishna. But while I have that talent, I will use it in Krishna's service, right? So it's not... It's not, in, it's not inappropriate to, uh, to, to appreciate or to un, you know, know one's skills, the skills that one has. But rather, in humility, the devotee, this, this is theoretically, right, will uh, understand that's coming from outside of And even, you know, when we were young, we can't do anything. When we're babies, we can't do anything. And then as we grow up, we have the facility. But then as we grow old, then it goes away. Right? I, I played cricket when I was a teenager and a kid, right? And was not a bad batsman, an all-rounder basically, right? So, um, and I like playing cricket, it was enjoyable. But then um, I remember when I was 45, 50, maybe 50, the Gurukul boys in Vrindavan said, come and play cricket with us. I said, yeah, sure, no worries, I can play cricket. Right? And um, I was batting and they were 17, 18 year old boys, right? So in their prime. And they were pelting the ball down at me so fast and I realized, whoa, I can't do this anymore, right? right? If I want to get badly hurt here, I'll, I'll stay at the crease. If I want to be safe, I'll get out of here quick smart because they're going to kill me, <laughs> right? So. You can have a skill at some point in your career, but it'll go away. <laughs> huh? uh, uh, another example, I was good at diving. We used to go down a wharf and dive off the wharf, and this is sometimes 15, 20 feet. Do bombies and stuff, right? Then, um, I guess again when I was about 50, maybe even 50 plus. I, we were in, in Italy at Villa Vrindavan and it was hot, summertime. Huh? And um, the devotee said, let's go for a swim to the, to the, um, they have a dam there, right? On the farm, beautiful place in Tuscany. And they have a, there's a platform that you could dive off of and it wasn't, it was maybe 10 feet, right? I thought, yeah, sure, I can do this. But I had to take my glasses off. And then I couldn't see the surface of the water. You need to be able to see. In order to dive properly, you need to be able to focus on what you're going to land in. <laughs> but I couldn't see it. 
<laughs> so there, my diving, you know, skills, I still had them, but I couldn't see. And so it was a bit of hit, hit and miss, and I realised, oh, I used to be able to do that, but I can't now. <laughs> so, yeah, it comes and goes. Huh? So, uh, but it's pretty natural, because... You know, we think we are the doers. Kartaham miti manyate. I'm the doer, I'm the doer, I'm the doer. Huh? And in one sense we are, because we're not different from the body. Huh? We are not the body, but at the same time we are the body. So that cultivation of a proper understanding of self and separateness from the body requires cultivation. Uh, and, and an understanding of things and humility also because a lot of what we learn and teach in order to understand it and realize it requires practice and and you know humility um, and some realize some realization you, you have to be realized effectively so that, that comes about by um, hearing, right? And then putting philosophy into practice and practicing, practicing, practicing. Because it's, you know, if I come and punch you on the nose, you're going to feel it. Our identification with the body is pretty real, right? When somebody punches you on the nose, it's, you, you, you don't go, oh, Prabhu, thank you. You're the agent of my karma. I really appreciate your being inspired by the super soul to whack me. We don't do that. We think, you hit me. You would. Right? Whereas look at somebody like Haridas Thakur. He was being hit, but he accepted it. Right? Not on the bodily plump concept of life at all. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So that requires deep realization, deep, deep, deep realization. So when you get there, let me know how you did it, okay? Anything else? Okay, Gwantaraj Simad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Sela Prabhupada Ki Jai Gora Bhaktabhinda Ki Jai.
Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 
Hare 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 Hare